Welcome to the Engineer Soft Skills Podcast. My mission is to help engineers develop their soft skills and break through the barriers of social anxiety to show up more boldly at work, create awesome friendships, improve their dating and relationships, and build lives that they love. Do you struggle when it comes to having conversations? Maybe you totally run out of things to say and feel super awkward. Or maybe you keep having conversations where you want to connect with someone or go deeper or enjoy their company more, but the conversations keep just being kind of dry and bland. Well, in this episode, I want to talk about how to have great conversations, some mindsets and some practical techniques and some of the energy that you can bring in order to have awesome conversations. So I want to start first with the mindset that will help you have better and better conversations. First of all, going into a conversation, assuming approval, assuming that the other person is going to like you and enjoy your company. And if you do this, you will look for signs that they actually do enjoy your company and enjoy being around you. Whereas if you go into a conversation and you may already be doing this, Assuming that the other person doesn't really want to be around you or assuming that they're bored by your presence, well, you're going to be looking for signs that they are not enjoying your presence or that they are disapproving of you or rejecting you. And when we look for signs, when we are filtering out the world and looking just for, do they think positively of me, you're going to find evidence of that. It's confirmation bias, right? If I told you to look around the room for everything that's red. Look for everything in the room that's red. You're going to filter out things that are other colors and you're going to find things that are red. And your brain may even trick yourself and think things that are maroon are red or think things that are slightly close to red are red. And you probably didn't notice the things that are green or brown or blue so much as you did the red things. Well, if you're looking for positive evidence, you're going to find it If you're looking for signs of negativity, you're going to find that as well. So assume that people like you and enjoy your company, and you'll just act in a more positive way that's more true to yourself. Another mindset is, I am a great conversationalist. We can often think that we're not very good at this, or I don't really know what I'm doing. But if you just assume, oh, I'm great at this, that can be a mindset that powerfully moves you forward in terms of your ability to converse at a high level. Another mindset is just give joy, give value. Rather than taking or wanting something from the other person, what if you were just a giver? What if you decided to just give compliments and give positive energy and make it so that the other person is going to come away from that conversation liking you and not worrying so much about what they give back to you? That will come with time. That will come as you make them feel better and better. They are generally, not necessarily always, but they're going to return positive energy with positive energy. Or they're just going to like your presence more and more. And finally, another mindset that I've found really helpful is to decrease the filter. We often have this filter around what we're saying. Oftentimes we run out of things to say because we are filtering the things that are going through our mind. We have ideas of things that we might bring up. We have things running through our head, but we feel like those aren't good enough to be saying or sharing. 
So we filter them out and say, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to, how to converse with this person because we aren't allowing what's going through our minds to be good enough to share. Next, I want to talk about the energy you can bring to a conversation to have great interactions. So first off, having open body language can be really helpful. Think about closed off body language. What would that look like? I envision it as being your arms are crossed, maybe even your legs are turned inward or crossed. Your hands might be in your pockets or just hidden. And this comes across as very closed. This comes across as you're hiding something. This comes across as you don't want to be seen. Whereas if you're very open, this comes across as positive and confident and that you're sharing yourself. People on a deeper, more survival level are looking for signs that you're a threat or looking for signs that you're a friend, so a foe versus a friend. A foe might be hiding their hands. We're not actually consciously afraid that somebody's going to attack us, but on some level when you're walking around a party or something, notice what your brain does. You often are looking for threats in a certain way, or you're looking at someone's hands and if they're open, if they're, if you can see the palms of their hands, you're like, this person is not a threat to me. And I know that might sound silly, but we do think of people on a deeper level, even though in today's society, there aren't really threats to our survival, assuming you live in the first world, which if you're listening to this, you probably are. These deeper things, these things that affect us on a survival or a reproduction or deep emotional level are actually affecting a lot of how we think about people, a lot of how we feel around them. So if you can have this open body language, this, I have nothing to hide, this, look at my hands, I'm safe, I'm not a threat, I'm a friend to you, right off the bat, that is very appealing to other people on a level of their brain that is not the conscious, rational what are the logical things I'm thinking about this person? Next is to act out how you're feeling. So again, we often think that the way we connect with people is the words that we're speaking. And do they relate to the facts that I'm saying? Do they share the same ideas? And this is a bit of how we relate to other people. But there's a much deeper thing going on. You relate to people on an emotional level first. We are evolved First, as if you think of us as coming from evolving from monkeys, essentially, which is largely how I think about people, where these we have these evolved supercomputer conscious brains. But first, we were we had these deep emotional brains, and that is controlling a lot of our behavior. We also have these, I talked about it with the physical survival threats. We have these physical brains, so we have a physical brain an emotional brain, and a logical brain. Well, our logical brain developed last, and we use it a lot, especially for us engineers. That's the primary thing we use when we're analyzing something or tackling a tough problem. And yet, when it comes to social interactions, the way that people relate to each other, what's much more at play is the deeper emotional brain. So connect with someone on that emotional level. Act out how you're feeling. When you're telling a story, 
talk about the emotions that you were feeling or the way that that overall story made that other people felt in that story, because people are going to connect to those emotions. They're going to connect to the sadness you felt or the fear you felt when you were getting on that ride or whatever you're bringing up. They're going to connect to how you feel. And if you can express a lot of positive energy and joy, they're going to feel that around you. And finally, the what to say. What do you say when you're in conversation? So some tips on this are to, one, give the person a lot to work with. When you answer a question, it can be great to answer with a lot of open-ended phrases or sentences or open loops. I love this YouTube channel called Charisma on Command. And at one point they mentioned thinking of conversation the way you might think of Velcro. So Velcro is a bunch of loops with a bunch of hooks. One side is the loop side and one side is the hook side. And the hooks are trying to grab onto these loops. So if you say a sentence where you're giving someone just one loop to hook onto, that's not giving them much to work with. But if you say a sentence that gives them 10 loops, they are much more likely to be able to connect with something that you said. So in other words, if they ask, so what is it that you do? And you just say, oh, I'm a mechanical engineer. That's one thing to connect to. And especially if they aren't in engineering or don't really know anybody who is, they don't really know what to say or how to relate to that. But if you say, oh, what do I do? Well, I work as a mechanical engineer, but I think of what I do as a lot more than just that. I make videos, I do podcasts, I love hanging out with my friends, I I play racquetball, that's one of my bigger hobbies, I, I love traveling. They now have a bunch of different things that they could connect onto. If they're not a mechanical engineer, they might hook onto the racquetball thing or the videos or the podcasts. Things like that would be much more, they would have an ability to connect to those things. So giving them a bunch of loops, giving them a bunch of things to hook onto is hugely valuable. Next is become a great storyteller. So again, we think sometimes that people connect to logic and facts and reason. And story is one of the most powerful ways that human relate, humans relate to each other. So if you can have a story that's really compelling to others, they're just going to be connected to you or drawn to you. So how do you tell great stories? Well, one thing, again, we've talked about how creating emotions in others is a huge way that they connect to you. When you tell your story, try to have an emotional buildup. Try to have them connect with how you were feeling when you went through that event. Try to make them in some way experience the emotions that you were feeling and have it build up to some sort of climax or some punchline. You know, your story might be, yeah, I was on this roller coaster. I felt super afraid to do it. I, part of me wanted to run away. Part of me wanted to do it because I knew I would love it. And I ended up doing it and it was crazy. My neck was hurting as we went up this roller coaster. And then we, as we escalated down, I was like, man, that was awesome. Um, I, Felt so scared going into it, but I felt freaking fantastic coming out of it. There was just this rush. And the more that they can relate to how you felt in that story, and as I say this, thinking of it in some way as a roller coaster, 
can be a really helpful way to have people connect with what you're saying. Next is to give compliments. Again, I've talked about how one definition of charisma is being someone who makes others feel really good. Giving compliments is obviously something that makes other people feel good. Think about the times that you've received compliments, and I guarantee almost all of them have been things that just make you feel awesome. Even if they're not something you necessarily even agree with, it just feels really good to get compliments. So by giving compliments, you can be someone who people really connect with and enjoy being around. Next is to follow the fascination. So when you're in a conversation and you feel like you don't know what to say, or you feel often, again, as logical, rational engineers, we can think that conversation has to have this linear pattern. We have to, when we're asked a question, respond directly to that question. But we don't have to operate in this linear fashion. You can jump around. You can go into something that's totally random. Somebody might be sharing a story about how they just got back from Brazil, and maybe you're not super fascinated with that story. Actually, I think that sounds pretty fascinating. But maybe you look at them and you're like, hey, what's that necklace you're wearing? Where'd you get that? What's the story behind that? Because that is the thing that you're fascinated about in that moment. It doesn't have to always follow the previous thing they say. You can jump around and be random. And in many ways, that is the key to having great conversations, is just following things that make you more interested and more passionate. And finally, be interested to be interesting. You don't have to be the main talker in a conversation. You can follow things that you're super interested in and just ask questions and allow the other person to do the talking. People, especially when they're on a topic that they're super interested in or they're super passionate about, they love talking about themselves and their interests and their passions. So if you can let them do the talking and just be someone who's interested and someone who's fired up by their passion, that can be a thing that makes you a fantastic conversationalist and someone that people just love spending time with or being around. So those are my thoughts on how to be a great conversationalist. I hope that that's something that you can take something away from. You can take an action in your own life. It's hard to follow all of these things. I mentioned a lot of tips. I mentioned a lot of mindsets. I mentioned a lot of ways to bring better energy. It's hard to keep them all in mind at once. So I like to focus on one or two things that you, can, you think can have a big impact on your next conversation and then bring them into, bring them with you into that conversation. Allow them to increase or improve your next interaction. And then once you feel like you've sort of mastered that thing or it's coming natural for you, it's sort of habitual, then you can start working on the next tip or working on the next thing or just enjoying yourself because all of a sudden you're a better conversationalist. So there you have it. I hope that, that was helpful. Take action on this stuff. I like to refer back to my own thoughts on how to be a good conversationalist or look up more videos and tips and tricks or pay attention to how other people are doing it in the real world. How are those around you who are great conversationalists, how are they doing it? Why are people so magnetically drawn to them and try to model them, try to pick out the main things that they're doing that makes them so captivating? 
Awesome. That is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Engineer Soft Skills Podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Engineer Soft Skills Podcast. If you're interested in more, you can go to engineersoftskills.com to check out more videos, podcasts, articles, and to download a free PDF called The Ultimate Guide to Soft Skills. This is a 25-page ebook covering the best of what I've learned on how to level up your soft skills to improve your social life, dating life, and career. Again, thank you for listening.